Hi Queens with the same king, welcome to another episode of A Message for Thee. In this podcast series, we dive deep into topics geared towards your emotional healing, empowerment, and revival. In this space, every message you receive will connect you with scripture-based encouragement and gospel hope. Ladies, 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 and for those who are listening, don't we deserve to live our best life? The life that God planned for us? Indeed, all checked yes. But truth be told, there are many things that is affecting us from doing so and many challenges that we face that is affecting us from really living our best life. So join me today, your host, Daniel Placid, aka The Priceless Woman, as I help you identify your fears and perceived barriers that may have delayed your destiny. Through this podcast, you will gain insights to help you deconstruct the challenges, the issues that you face, and develop a clear and defined plan that you will be able to discover your uniqueness and then be determined to live the life that you were designed to have. It's your time for healing, it's your time to be empowered, and it's your time to be revived. But before we get into our topic, always remember that you are loved. You have value and you are priceless. Hold on. Look at yourself in the mirror. Take that comeback out, ladies, and let's do this again. Look at you. You are loved. You have value and you are priceless. In today's topic, we are going to talk about a topic that most of us are afraid to treat with. Most of us experience it, and it's very, very destructive to our lives. Now, truth be told, we are broken people and live in a broken world, and this sentiment seems to really dominate our conversation these days. And to be fair, when you really think about it, it's not without warrant. You know, broken people tend to wound other people, and you hear the old saying that hurt people hurt others. In fact, it is said that the most dangerous animal in the forest is the one that has been wounded. Hmm. Evidently, the byproduct of a broken world is people hurting people. And you see, no matter where we go, we will encounter hurting people. Wherever you turn, there is somebody who's hurting. In fact, you may be staring in the eyes of a wounded person every time you look in the mirror. The world is plagued with this epidemic of hurt and pain because we live in a day when so many people are dealing with issues that pierce to the core of their being. So many for whom holding others at arm's length, you know, which appears to be the only way that you can cope in life. You just really don't want to get into their space. So many people are experiencing rejection persons who are experiencing, you know, the trauma of unfaithful spouses, broken relationship, the trauma of neglect and rejection, insensitive friends, abandonment from parents, the hurt of harsh memories of abuse in all forms. What about the hurt and the pain from rebellious children, heartless in-laws, that's for another topic, overbearing bosses and authority figures. It's a fact of life. Pain is unavoidable in this fallen world. You will be hurt, you will be wronged, and 
offended by others. As long as you are part of this world, you will be hurt, you will be wronged and offended by others. There is no way around it. As the Bible says in John 16, 33, and Jesus rightfully said it, in this world, you will have trouble. But be assured that he also said that he is a very present help in the time of trouble. So as we discuss this topic on forgiveness, the truth is people have wounds that never show on their body, but are deep and very deep and can be hurtful or, or more hurtful than anything that bleeds. You know, while working with clients in the therapeutic space, the first point of their transformation, the first point of their journey to healing, I try to get them to understand that wounds that are hidden, you know, can bleed out on those who did not cut you. So the wounds that you hide and wounds that are not healed, you can bleed out on those who did not cut you. What am I saying? That wounds are there and if it's not healed it's very destructive to life do those wounds past or present have to really define who we are or where we are headed and how we get there i ask you is the ugly residue of hate just your lot in life is that what we really need to be facing are we really supposed to be living with our pain and our hurt? Maybe that's your current status. But the outcome of our lives is not determined by what happens to us, but by how we respond to what happens to us. I say that again. The outcome of our lives is not determined by what happens to us, but by how we respond to what happens to us. You see, as long as we believe that our happiness and well-being are determined by what happens to us, we will always be victims because so much of what happens to us is really beyond our control. <laughs> you may laugh. You may say, Daniil, easier said than lived. Not just easier said than done, but easier said than lived. I know but that does not mean to say your life cannot be transformed because God is ready and he's willing to heal your damaged emotions. God is ready and willing to heal my damaged emotions. At what point do you begin to heal? Well, you begin to heal when you embrace the F word. Oh no, get your minds out of there. Not food or not fake it till you make it. No, 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 no. The F word, forgiveness. Now, if someone harms you or your loved ones or otherwise does something very outrageous, the last thing we want to do is to forgive them. As a matter of fact, the last thing you want is for that person to be in your space or for you to even hear their names mentioned. Now, forgiveness seems like a very good idea in theory, but when the reality of it hits us, oftentimes we find ourselves being less forgiven than we imagine or hope, less forgiven than we expect to be or what God expects of us. Someone said unforgiveness is choosing to stay trapped in a jail cell of bitterness, serving time for someone else's crime. Hmm. Think about that for a moment. Unforgiveness is choosing to stay trapped in a jail cell of bitterness, 
serving time for someone else's crime. Now, many people ruin their health and their lives by taking the poison of bitterness, resentment, and unforgiveness. All these are wrapped up in, in hurt and pain not being addressed. Um, Matthew 18, 23 to 35 sums up and it tells us that if we do not forgive people, we can get turned over to the tortures of life. Now, it's a difficult thing when we think about really forgiving someone who has wronged us. You know, you, you feel as though um, they can get off easy or they, they're going to get off easy and do it again. You, you say to yourself, they have hurt me so you cannot forgive them. No, they have done me wrong. You know, what they did was horrible. Yes, and they should not be left off the hook. They should not get off that easily. It would, it would be unjust to forgive them. You say to yourself, they just don't deserve my forgiveness. They don't seem to even care one way or the other if they are forgiven anyway. Why should I forgive? You know what? I have been so hurt deeply and I just can't let go. I'm not ready. No, I'm not going to do this forgiveness. I am aware of what God's word says, but I'm just not ready. Now, unforgiveness is, in fact, a very real issue. It's a human experience for most people. And almost everyone has someone they have not forgiven or need to be forgiven by someone. Yes, almost everyone has someone they have not forgiven or need to be forgiven by someone. You may be still wounded, still bleeding, still suffering, still hearing the words, still seeing those offenses, still feeling the experience. You live it day by day still having a hard time getting over what happened. Now, unforgiveness, remember we are talking about unforgiveness. Unforgiveness can be contagious and can influence our perspective on life. It can influence our attitudes, our speech, and our conduct towards others. For the most part, unforgiveness interrupts your relationship, not just with others, but most importantly, with God. The devil always wins when we fail to forgive. Nobody else wins but the devil. So while you feel as though you can hold on to that thing, and in another episode, we will talk about and wrap our minds around forgiveness. The devil always wins when we fail to forgive. We cannot talk about forgiveness without acknowledging the reality of pain. Exactly the way Nancy DeMoss said it in her book that talking about forgiveness, we must acknowledge the reality of pain. If we were never hurt, there would be no need for forgiveness. But as I said before, hurt is unavoidable. We live in a broken world. When we refuse to forgive, we cannot experience God's love and his forgiveness. I repeat that. When we refuse to forgive, we cannot experience God's love and forgiveness. When we refuse to forgive others, we give Satan an advantage in our lives, both individually and in our corporate worship. It's like you just opening that doorway for the enemy to just step right in and continue to reap havoc in your life. You know, wounded hearts can experience very, very powerful emotions and Psalms 55 is 12 to 14 says it like this. If an enemy will insult me, 
I could endure it. Psalmist David was saying, if a foe were rising against me, maybe I can hide it. But it is you, a man like myself, my companion, my close friend, with whom I once enjoy sweet fellowship at the house of God as we walked about among the worshippers. Wounded hearts can experience powerful emotions. Wounded hearts can experience powerful emotions. Think about that for a moment. And maybe you are experiencing powerful emotions. You know, when we battle unforgiveness, it is very easy to think, you know, sometimes, mm, I'm over it. Depending on the time, we, we, we simply tend to feel we can brush it off and say, we are over that hurt. Or pretend that everything is okay and really wrap our minds around, fake it till I make it. Additionally, we are not just affected emotionally, but we have trouble physically with our physical health. We may have trouble sleeping. You, you can't stop thinking about what happened. You can't seem to move on and you are just stuck. Where you are stuck, you are stuck in unforgiveness. Now, why do we have a hard time forgiving? Now, I, I too myself have had experiences where forgiveness was just like, you know, God was saying you need to forgive, and it was not easy to do so. And still, there are things that I have that I remember that you know, when I think about it, it's like, Lord, please help. You know, but why do we really find it hard to forgive? Is that many of us have faulty notion of what forgiveness is in the first place? Our views are flawed to what forgiveness is, and and maybe in another session we'll talk about the myths of forgiveness. Um, one in particular is thinking that forgiveness is for the other person. I dare remind you that forgiveness is for you. Another reason why we find it hard to forgive is that we may not want to admit it, but sometimes when we are looking to offer forgiveness, we want it to be because somebody else needs to concede first, somebody else needs to come first, somebody else needs to say something first, somebody else needs to call you first and say, hey, um, but what you're waiting for may never happen. I am quite sure that there are so many experiences, so many hurt by others, and you are still waiting for that knock on the door to say, hey, I forgive you, or I am sorry, especially when we are dealing with toxic people. So we wait. So how can you know whether unforgiveness is eating you alive? Yes. Unforgiveness can eat you alive. It is very destructive. It is very harmful. So here are a few warning signs um, that, or some ways you can, you know, see the symptoms of unforgiveness, this destructive, debilitating thing. One, you're experiencing burst of angers. When you think of a particular person, or situation you still feel angry you still feel the hurt the pain like it's it's right there it's happening at the very moment now bear in mind in some instances more often than you think the person who is the recipient of the inevitable outburst is not the person who caused the stress in the first place remember I said wounds that are not healed or wounds that are hidden you tend to bleed out on those who did not cut you then um, you can be pretty impulsive when interacting with persons who you struggle to forgive. 
you 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 make you know remarks or you 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 are very sarcastic or you know you're very um there are passive aggressive behaviors that we we display another way that you can know whether your unforgiveness is eating you alive or some of the symptoms of unforgiveness is you are desperate to make them understand how you feel they must pay you you have a subtle secret desire to see this person pay for what he or she did to you for instance you go to god in prayer and you pray you pray god you know and god you do this and you hope that they just disappear from the face of the earth that's a reality people you know i heard one person said that they 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 are hurt, they were hurt so badly and they want that person to to feel so much pain so i was asking them in what way they said well to to experience uh, an everlasting burning an everlasting feeling like a knife stabbing you in your back they just want them to pay and that's that's their desire you can be compulsive as well and engage in negative a negative spiral of compulsive activities uh, maybe for you it means cleaning 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 or shopping 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 checking social media all the time uh, making unnecessary purchases you may stop eat you may eat too much different negative experiences that you engage in self-harm in some instances another way another point that you must take into consideration is that you are unable to reframe your experiences you're unable to see the thing differently or to change your perspective on it another way that you can know if you're being eaten alive by unforgiveness is that you're taking you're not taking responsibility for your feelings and what you are experiencing and you find yourself blaming the person you cannot forgive for your feelings all right then you may become sick again as i spoke about before physical um if you're struggling with it you may be it may be stress-related illness such as anxiety depression or high blood pressure then you keep a list of offenses so you have become the depth collector most likely it is not really it's it's a mental list that you keep and maybe some people are writing down and each time your offender looks at you the wrong way or says something to that is offended offensive or just ig or ignores you you have a catalog of or a list long of everything that the person does and you become a debt collector just so that you can get back to them then a very very important and real experience is that you hate yourself now, this may be a bit strong, um, but it's probably not far from the truth. You are probably experiencing a toxic um, wave of guilt and shame and self-judgment and self-sabotage because of the situation. Again, you know, how can we know that we are struggling with unforgiveness? You often replay in your mind the incidents that hurt you over and over. So you meditate on it over and over. You medicate it. You feed it. You, 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 you inject it with, 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 with thought patterns that are not right for you. Then you gossip about it. Yeah. The Bible says in Proverbs 18.21, Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Those who love it will eat its fruit. Now, it's natural to want to return the hurt to those who have hurt us, but we need to be very careful of what we say in that, you know, place of unforgiveness. 
then you're righteous and entitled. Even if your situation is one where there you know, was genuinely no wrong on your part, using this as a reason for not letting go will not sanctify your righteousness. You will only grow more bitter and bitter every day. So that's another symptom of unforgiveness. You're righteous and entitled. Then you can exercise poor judgment. And ladies, this is, this is an area that we tend to fall prey to. You know, if someone hurts you in a significant way, you may engage in unhealthy or risky behaviors as a form of self-medication. Think of someone who have, um, you know, caused you wrong or, you know, engage in a string of unhealthy um, behaviors towards you or, hum or humili humiliate you, sorry. And, you know, then you, you engage in poor judgment. Sometimes you don't know how to choose another friend another relationship sometimes you find yourself going right back into choosing the wrong um, friends as I said before engaging in the same activities and you find yourself falling in the same hole all the time passing on the same side of the street with the pothole yeah and then another very dangerous thing that we do when we face or when we uh, um, you know stop in unforgiveness is that you refuse to confide in others you refuse to allow others in the walls go right up you shut off the world and you feel as though you can deal with this situation all by yourself as i wrap up this conversation today on unforgiveness i want you to know that unforgiveness should not destroy you and don't allow it to destroy you. Now, again, you know, I can't reiterate and I, I, I want to, to really emphasize that nothing about forgiveness is easy. I, I can, I sit here recording this message and this podcast and I'm saying to myself, just reflecting on the things that I have been through and reflecting on the things that persons would have shared with me. And nothing about forgiveness is easy. There is no question about that. It is even hard to think about. It's hard to do. It is just difficult. You know, one person said again, unforgiveness is like drinking poison and hoping someone else would die. It's difficult. But are you ready to let go of the past hits so you can move on with your life? Are you ready? And you may be listening to me and saying, unforgiveness is hard. And I know that it's hard. You know, know that learning to forgive is a lifelong process. It is not an event. Just like love, forgiveness is a decision we make each day. Each day. See, when we choose to hold on to grudges, we relinquish control of our future. We trade the freshness of a new day, the freshness of newness and all its possibility for the pain of our past. We hold on to the pain. Oftentimes, we waste precious mental spiritual and spiritual energy over someone who may be far away or may be far gone and they are totally unaware of our thoughts or perhaps totally unaware of what, have, what happened and unaffected by anything we're thinking or, or doing. Now, Dr. Martin Luther King and 
I'm just laughing because every time I record, I keep saying no, but really it's no, because it's now I want you to get it that Martin Luther King says, forgiveness is not an occasional act. It's a permanent attitude. Forgiveness is not an occasional act. It's a permanent attitude. I want you to pause for a moment. Take a minute and reflect. I know this is really putting you in a difficult place, but I want to ask you, is there someone who has wronged you that you're still trying to make pay for their offenses? Is there a person or circumstances you have blamed for the way your life has turned out? Can you think of a situation where you re you know you reacted and became resentful rather than forgiving someone who hurt you? Are you stopped in unforgiveness? How long has it been? Hmm? Is the person alive? Do you see that person every day? How is your health? How is your spiritual walk? I know that this journey into forgiveness may require you to dig deep into your hurt pockets that are very sensitive and still very hot to touch. Now, it was by no idle promise or wishful thinking or by any whims and fancies or by just surface conversation that Jesus said, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. To choose forgiveness and to walk in his truth is God's way, it's God's pathway, um, and it's, it's his ideal method for healing and your journey to freedom. Now, I have seen, you know, as I said before, that I am a counselor and a pastor as well. And I have seen, and just by interacting with persons, you know, just by interacting with girls and women and on a day-to-day basis. And I have seen, and even in my, ver- in my own life, I have seen and experienced the destruction that can be, that, that you know, having an unforgiveness, unforgiven spirit, what it can do, you know the emotional, spiritual, and physical harm that is done when we refuse to forgive cannot be overstated. Nothing about forgiveness is easy, and by no means it is pretending the offense never happened. Ladies, forgiveness is not an occasional act. It is a permanent attitude, one that we must choose. Your fresh start can begin by forgiving. Your fresh start can begin by forgiving. The key to your freedom is not denial, but truth. Not just any truth, but God's truth. I repeat that. The the key to your freedom is not denial, but truth. God's truth. Do you want to be set free by the truth? Well, one pastor said it rightly. We must feel our hate. What does, it, what, what does that mean? Feel your emotion. Be truthful. Speak your truth to what you're feeling. Then face the thing. Face it. Now, there are some situations that we can't face our um, the person that have wronged us, you know, would have hurt us. We can't go back to them. But facing it means acknowledging your place of hate and then forgive it. So feel it, face it, and forgive it. Feel it, face it, 
and forgive it. Stay tuned, ladies. We are not done. But join me in the next episode as we explore forgiveness and all that is wrapped up in the process of of forgiving others. So thank you for spending this time with me as we explore the idea of unforgiveness, forgiveness, what this means, what God expects of us, why should I forgive, how can I forgive. Thank you. As we go on this journey of forgiveness, I want you to share this podcast. I want you to invite another friend who you know may be struggling with unforgiveness and getting to the place of forgiveness. So share, share, share. And until next time, until another message knocks on your door, remember, it is your time for healing, your time to be empowered, your time to be revived. And don't you ever forget that you are loved, you have value, and you are priceless. Thank you.